Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But when I'm playing submissive, I, I'm not very good at speaking. Not dirty talk. I'm just like, oh. Wow, okay. Uh, Yes, okay, please. Like, that's it. That's about as far as it goes. Hello, and welcome back to the Should I Delete That podcast. I'm Em Clarkson. And I'm Alex Light. And this is an exciting day because we have a brand new columnist in our ranks, a Metro columnist, no less. Bonjour. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks, babes. What, what a secret. How and exciting. Leg. And a proper shoot and everything. It's Yeah. I, and they put me, and I didn't know they were going to do it, but they put me on the cover of the Metro yesterday. They did. And I can't stop thinking about how many people will have sat on my face. Oh my god, so many people will have sat in your face. I was so annoyed. My I couldn't get a copy. I'm so annoyed. Me neither. They do not. They do not have the Metro and the Armour Man. I tell you that for nothing. That is really, really exciting, though. It's mad. Yeah, it's really exciting. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna plug it here. If anybody's got please a, do. a long form question that we've that we've not answered on the podcast, um, then please send it in to me. I've got an email address, yes. askm at metro.co.uk. Oh my God, that's such a cool email address. I know. I've got, I haven't got access to it. Probably because I if that. I get loads of like hate, I can't see it, which I love. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to get access to it, but I thought, let's just wait a bit. <laughs> Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> let's put my, yeah. No, it's exciting. It's really cool. Is that your good? It is. It's one of, I am foregoing my bad and I almost, Ooh. I almost found myself in a position to forego my awkward because I've done very little socialising again this week um but fuck it al my awkward is that i'm sitting here talking to you winnie the pooh style i don't have any pants on and i feel weird about it <laughs> wait any trousers and or knickers no, no knickers oh god <laughs> i know winnie the pooh i am horrified well yes yeah, so you should don't be. tilt the camera down <laughs> yeah so uh orcs that is awkward Nice, okay. Anything for me? My, oh my God, this this makes me happier than anything, is that I like, we've decluttered our whole house, right? And it's like beautiful, like I've even done the cupboards and, and the shelves and everything just looks so wonderful. But my bad is that I, I feel like I do this, like I feel like I have to do this all the time. And it's like, is our lives just supposed to be one big cycle of just 
doing stuff so that it, things don't get bad. That's exactly what you have to do. Funny you should say that. I've just been doing my 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 annual inbox clear out, which I do once a year. Oh my because God. as you know, I get like up to like fifteen thousand emails, and I'm like, this can't go on. It's always just before my birthday, and I think I've got to do something about this. So I'm doing something about it. Got down to four thousand. Oh my god! No, it's not good. It's not good. So, so there's there is the option which I'm a I'm a tech hoarder. I'm like I'm if it were real life. Like I mean, look how many unread messages and emails and all of that. If I if 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 I was like this in my real life, I'd be on hoarders next door. Yeah. If if emails were plates, and text messages were coupons. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to see see anything oh my god literally so you shared a quote on your instagram that was really really lovely and it said it will all be okay in the end and if it's not okay then it's not the end and i read it as and if it's not okay then it's the end and i was like oh i really like that i love that so i sent that to you you put it on your stories or our interaction i our whatsapp interaction i reshared it but on your story, you'd left the 308 unread messages on WhatsApp. And then my DMs were fucking flooded with, oh my God, half the people thought they were mine. And then other half the people were like, how can Em live like that? And I was like, I don't know. Can you ask her? No, because they do come and ask me. And I just want to say to them, if it's stressing you out, imagine how stressed I am. But you it's have the power. place to live. But you have the power. No, no, Al, because if I go back and reply to them all, then everyone replies to me, which is then so stressful that they all come back in again. I can never win this. And I personally find it worse if there's one unread message at the bottom than if there's 300. Because if it's one, I look at it and I'm like, I should deal with that. But if it's 310, I'm like, there's no way. So there's no point. So I'll just leave it. But I hate it about myself. I told you about this before. Fine. Oh, this is my bad. I would love to get hypnotised to fix this. There is something wrong with me. Like, I hate it. I don't like it. It's not good. So when people message me about it, I can see my little icons. I've got 148 unread texts, 20 calendar things to do, 4,957 4, emails to do something about. I don't like this. But I don't know what to do. I can't fix it. It's who I am. I hate it. I have looked into getting hypnotised for it. I guess then, if if you don't know how to stay on top of it, there's no point in doing a huge detox and getting to zero because it'll just build back up. Well, that's that's my problem. Is I've got to zero before and I'm back swimming in shit again now. Okay, so stay blind to the notifications. Don't post them on Instagram. Because people go fucking yeah. wild for it. People go fucking wild. It happens every time. And I just think, I know, it's my deep shame. <laughs> uh, I wonder if the people in the middle, like you're there. I'm like, if I've got one, if I've got one or two, like I can't cope. I've got to, I've got to respond. I wonder if the people in the middle who can just do like 10 or 15 and like they're a bit more, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's where I would like to be. I agree. Because realistically, I can't be you. But I would like to be them. Yeah, I think that's a nice place to be because I, I don't think it's good the way I am either. I would like to be more relaxed about Chill. it. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think it's very... Because sometimes I just think, and I don't actually think this when you reply to me, but just listening to you there, I'm like, oh my God, do you just reply to me? Not because you want to, but because because you don't want my notification. 
I reply to everyone because of that. <laughs> oh God, that's changed the dynamic completely. <laughs> I don't want to message you anymore. No, please do, please do. It's fine. But I reply to you like that. And that's because I want to. Oh, that's Not nice. Because I have to. That's nice. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> See, I guess no one will ever know why I reply to them because I reply to everyone, so no I one will know. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I have some deep inward introspection to do now. It's fine about what I message you and when. It's fine. It's fine. I love it. I love it all. I take it all. Have you got the awkward? I feel like I'm going to use that as my awkward, sharing it and then my DMs being flooded. Well, your awkward is my bad. You're so <laughs> awkward about how bad I am. Brilliant. Brilliant. That makes me feel fantastic. No, it was more that my awkward's really shit today. My awkward's shit and it's something that has already been my awkward twice, but it is my genuine awkward is that I pulled into the wrong drive. For the third time. Oh. For oh the third God. time. I think you just need to go and ask them if you can buy their house because you clearly <laughs> need to live there. And the woman was in her living room looking at me and then I was just looking at her and then I got out the car. Why? Because I was like, I don't think, I don't know if she can see me through the windshield thing, the car wind thing. So I got, so I was like, I'm going to get out of the car and say like, I'm sorry wrong drive and she's just looking at me so horrified i was like oh my god i hate oh myself my god. just go i know shit and go honestly i just feel like i just should not drive i but i feel like if i walk i'll still walk into the wrong drive so look um see we've all got our things right yes. you wouldn't you would never pull into the wrong drive no but i, I wouldn't would, use I would. that as my awkward either <laughs> my awkward is i'll shit driving <laughs> <laughs> you can have it you can have it it's good. it's good um okay well it's um it's my birthday tomorrow it is your birthday tomorrow at the time of listening it will have been my birthday but it's my birthday tomorrow and my buddies have come out and um, my buddies apart from you because you were busy which i'm sad about but accepting of because you are a busy gal. Uh, probably because you replied to all those messages and you ended exactly. up having Yeah, things. exactly. I'm just constantly harassed. <laughs> I've got, got no time to socialise. No, fair enough. Um, I'm deleting were, emails. I, just, I, I would like to stress you were invited here, but was, you couldn't I make was. it. Because otherwise it's like, all my buddies are next door apart from you. And it doesn't sound very kind, but you were invited. I was, I was. So, yeah, anyway, so, so I have to go. I have to go and be with them because... Yes. Because the sun is shining today, which is not going to do for the remaining two days that they're going to be here. So we're going to go and enjoy the sunshine. I'm excited for you. And I'm excited for the listeners because we've got a spicy app today. Spicy. Uh, felt, felt weird to say app. Uh, spicy interview. We've got a spicy interview today. We've got Reed of the Come Curious podcast. Sadly, Florence was unavailable because she lives in LA now. We were, we obviously have been promising you a part two of the Come Curious episode and that will still happen. We will get both the gals together, Mm. but we actually just had a chat with Reed this time about the sex industry, predominantly about fetish work, Um, about, well, some spicy shit, to be honest. Yeah, I I actually think it was, I found it really interesting to hear more about how the sex industry works and how sex workers work because I just really didn't know anything about it. I thought it was really interesting and it helped me understand it a lot more. So yeah, and also she's just fab. She's great. She's great to listen to. She's fucking fab. Yeah, Yeah. we love Reed. We love Reed. So without further ado, 
let's give you the interview. Enjoy it. Bye. Hi, Reed. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, thank you so much for coming back. Yeah. I'm so excited to be back. Uh, last time I was on here, it was such a joy, and you gave us so many subscribers and followers Did and we? listeners oh. to the podcast. Oh. Yeah, when I sat here with Florence talking about our uh, gig, come curious. So, yeah, oh, thank you. Thank that's you so, so good much. to hear. Yeah, and we've had so many requests for you to come back. You're like, you promised this is second episode. Yeah, coming on for a year. Yay. I think you're only our second repeat guest. I think so. <gasps> I, am, I am honoured. Yeah. And Florence is here. She's in, in, spirit. in spirit. Yes, the ghost yeah. of Florence. She's not dead. <laughs> Her <laughs> essence is here. She's in LA. I really need to stress. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's fine. Um, <laughs> but she's not here. But she has written a book, which we did yes. say we would yes. talk about. Absolutely need to plug the book. Yeah. It's This book will make you feel something. It's so beautiful. I was just looking at it today. And it's a bunch of erotic short stories like really hot short stories where you can get to know your body, get to really sit into the self-care of masturbation and it also comes with masturbation tips along with those stories. It's I would wow. highly recommend this book. Honestly, if you read it, you will be turned on. It's like it's almost like I'm threatening you. Really? Like you will be turned I always on. Forget <laughs> how intense talking to you about sex is. I'm like, Sorry, I forget about this. No, it's good. No, it's like it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I need to write it down. No, 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 you do not. Maybe That's turn it cool. Off. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put her. We're gonna put the link to the book in the show notes. Amazing. So everyone can check it out. Um, that's very cool. Congrats, Florence. Yay. That's exciting. Congrats to my girl. Round of applause. <laughs> so knowing that you were coming back, yes, I took to my Instagram oh. stories as I should, and <laughs> I asked my followers if they had any sexy questions, which I realised could have been interpreted one of many ways. But I'm by guessing and large, they did. They got the brief. <laughs> um, so buckle up. I'm trying so ready. to remember. I'm trying to remember where what we said we'd talk about this time. But I actually just feel like this is a really great place to start because you've kind of brought an intensity that I like and I feel like we're just going to run with it. <laughs> How do you do dirty talk? I just feel Ooh. so stupid and I never know what to say. Dirty talk is hard. It's not easy. Yeah. I think we've all been misled, especially by porn thinking, porn and movies and media, that it's just really easy to get into character and say the right thing and it be sexy. And it is not like that. It takes time and practice and getting yeah. into the feeling and being with somebody that you feel really comfortable with. Do you know, we had a few weeks ago, we had an episode with the sex doctor, yeah. Dr. Karen Gurney, who was brilliant. Amazing. And we were, she was explaining how, like, why Dirty Talk is so hard because it's hard to, like, know what to name, like, your, your penis or your, yes. you know, your, your vagina. Because yeah. it's like, if you call it, like, vagina or vulva, like, that feels really anatomical. Mm-hmm. But then if you call it, if you call it, like, pussy or something, yes. it can feel like too porny for some people Mm -hmm. or it can feel yeah really really vulgar like oh yeah grab my pussy like it's just (laughs) like oh that's a bit Donald Trumpy isn't it right that's exactly it yeah Yeah, we don't want to be thinking about him whilst we're role playing well I mean not to kink shame to anyone out there role playing Donald Trump I do know people who do (laughs) want a little little yeah a flapping (laughs) in the wind (laughs) (laughs) so my Best advice would be to practice by yourself, practice lines, okay. and you think about what oh God, turns. I, sorry, <laughs> like I'm playing it cool, but I'm like imagining You're myself doing it in, in the mirror. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's not myself. easy. It's think about the things that turn you on. You know what? If you think about 
somebody saying something to you, what makes you excited? Is it them saying, oh, I love the feel of your wet pussy? Or is it like, God, you're so beautiful. You're so sexy. Like, I'm so in love with you. Because dirty talk, we have this idea that has to be really pornographic. Yes, you do. Like, or, you know, something really ridiculous that's like Harry Potter. I mean, I love role play and I love dirty talk. <laughs> I've seen your Harry Potter videos. Oh! Or, or your, your talks of your Harry Potter videos. I can't remember. <laughs> I remember watching this thing and I was yes. like, this is great. Like, I loved it. Yeah, you went on your Draco court turns. Mm-hmm. You were talking, you, you, you did a video talking about this, right, with Florence <laughs> yes. about being... Draco Malfoy and I was like well this is nice it was the hottest hottest role play of my life was my ex and I and I was Harry Potter and he was Draco Malfoy fucking the shit out of me and it was honestly the dreamiest thing I've ever had in my life I was just like the level's here this is what like Daniel Radcliffe and Tom Felton imagined when they're like (laughs) every day every day they think about it this is the dream they wish it yeah yeah uh so it it could be easier to follow some kind of fantasy, you know. Um, yeah. I've just rewatched Game of Thrones, so maybe throwing in some fun Game of Thrones stuff like that could be really helpful. But the easiest thing to do is to try not to overthink it, to yeah. just say something in the bedroom, to say like how you're feeling can be really amazing. So, oh my god, that feels so good. I love it when you do that. And you don't have to use genitalia either. It's yeah. it's supposed to feel natural and comfortable. And that's when it's easy and not fearing to make a mistake. It's okay to make a mistake. It's not going to stop the fun if you just go, oh, it's like acting. You know, if you mess up on stage, you got to just keep it going. People don't really think about it. The show must go on. So, yeah, (laughs) the best thing to start off is, is, yeah, describing how you feel or what you want done to you or what you want to do to the other person. That can be a really nice way to start things off. Yes, you don't have to start with something like obscene yeah yeah it can it can feel a little bit forced when it's like oh my god your hard cock is penetrating me so deep but if you're like oh my god that feels so deep that feels so good so deep you know that that can feel really real and natural and you want it to be natural yeah I still don't feel like any, any I can see the cogs turning. You're like going it's, through stuff in your head. It's so hard. But I think because of my sex worker experience, I've almost trained mm. my brain to work at that speed in sexual sp- situations and enjoy the dirty talk and practice mm. a lot. I've practiced a lot yeah. on webcam, especially if I'm playing a more dominant role. Yeah. It's very easy to go like, okay, do this, do that. Wow, that looks good. Put this inside you. Stop, start. It's all like the, um, yeah, the J-O-I, jerk off instruction, orgasm control stuff. And that kind of like helps. But when yeah. I'm playing submissive, I, I, I'm i not very good at speaking, not dirty talk. I'm just like, oh, uh, uh, okay. wow, okay, uh, yes. <laughs> Okay, please. Like that's it. That's about as far as it goes. Like Depends on the energy. Yes. Yeah. Then again, then again it's Dobby, master. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> Dobby is a free elf. Um, <laughs> sexy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like taking like Harry Potter sexual fantasies and just ruining them. Pressuring <laughs> them. <laughs> yeah. Please imagine yourself as a house elf. <laughs> again, not to king shame. Somebody might love it. Yeah. 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 Yes, um, I'm sure they do. Can you explain your sex work background? I feel yes. like we actually don't really haven't really talked yeah. about you very much. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So I've been in the adult industry for 10 years, um, over 10 years now, when I was at university studying television production. And it was so not my vibe. Um, I did work experience in the porn industry and I got in so much trouble with my uni. They nearly kicked me out. They like didn't accept it. So I had really? to do more work experience. You know, it's like 
you have to do the work experience to get the grade. Anyway, uh, from there, all I wanted to do was be a porn director and create porn, especially at that age. That was my dream, my passion. I was pretty obsessed with porn at the time. And after university and getting those contacts, I pushed myself in. I started working a self-employed freelance basis for quite a, a few big named companies in the UK. And during that time, because it was freelance and not earning sufficient funds, I started webcam modelling online. And that that's where it started my actual sex work. And I loved the freedom and I because I'm so interested in sex, it was perfect because I could learn from people and what they wanted and how they wanted it and what they were interested in. Like the psychology behind what gets somebody off is fascinating. And so I ate it all up. And from there, I've done kind of everything, every role in front of the camera, behind the camera. I've done full service sex work. I currently now specialize in foot worship sessions, dominatrix sessions and tickle sessions. I did stop my in-person sex work for a long time while I was with my ex, mm. but I realized because it was such a huge part of who I am and my identity, mm. um, I just feel like myself again, having it back. I have to stop listening to society and what other people think I should do with my body. Mm. It brings me so much joy and excitement. And on top of which I get paid for it. You know, why Why wouldn't I want to do that? And you've got OnlyFans as well. Yeah, baby. Do you love that? I, I've had a turbulent relationship with OnlyFans. Um, I've, I've had a lot of my work online before, again, with the webcamming. And when OnlyFans came through, that was amazing because it cut out the middleman and it was straight fan to performer content, which is is incredible for the adult industry. But the way that OnlyFans has gone with everything that blew up, where they're sort of a bit like, oh yeah, sex workers made us and they earn us loads of money, but we're not going to really support you and maybe we're going to cut you all off. Oh, joke, sorry, we're going to yeah. take that all back. So I really love my OnlyFans now. I feel really powerful and strong and empowered by having my OnlyFans accounts. I've, I've got two of them. I've got my main one, which I do all my naughty stuff on and the nudity and the fun. And then I've got my foot fetish, my foot worship and tickle OnlyFans account. Uh, keeping them quite separate because you either love it or hate it. So do customers, yeah. like in in real life, customers find you through OnlyFans and then... Yes, it's a, it's a real range. People find me through OnlyFans, but you can't message about in-person meets on OnlyFans. Right. So a lot of people find me on Instagram, um, on, I guess, other sites. I get it through email. The best way is to email and to discuss what people want. There's not enough respect for sex workers, but also there's not enough respect for people that pay for sex either. Mm. And especially from sex workers, a lot of a lot of them feel like their clients are just cash cows for them to rinse the money off of. And I think that's really wrong. I think that both people deserve to be respected. And the thing with sex is it dehumanises us. Anything in the porn industry, any sex worker, anyone who buys porn. So you, you can treat people badly from both sides mm. um let me be clear sex work is legal in the uk it's actually legal in a huge huge parts of the world um but it's very complicated with the laws in the uk mm. that make it quite hard for us to do certain things and be safe and to report crime because we're still not seen as humans we're yeah. still seen as 
well, you know, you're doing that, you're choosing to do that, so therefore you deserve it. Yeah. And that needs to fucking change. Yeah. That's an interesting point that you said, because I do feel like there has been a bit of stigma broken down around sex workers. Do you, over the past few years? Yes, and I think that's up to OnlyFans. Yeah. I, I, I think that OnlyFans paid a huge part in normalising sex work and having profiles that you can pay for sexual services on. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. You know, I have to thank them for that because you've got celebrities having OnlyFans, using OnlyFans. Yeah. Before then, any kind of webcam model would be seen as like, okay, that's a bit weird. That's interesting, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Now, if you have an OnlyFans, it's kind of like a badge of honour. Mm. You know, I'm very, very proud about my OnlyFans. I have it on everywhere. I even have it on my dating profile because I want to make sure people know what they're getting into. Um but yeah, it's yeah. it has become more acceptable. It feels that way, but it definitely I, I don't at least I don't think it's become more acceptable to pay for sex. Yes, yeah. Would that's, you agree with that? That's still really difficult to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Um, Why is that, I wonder? I don't I just I'm not entirely sure. I don't know whether or not it's people feeling like they've failed if they've had to pay for sex mm. when in my mind sex is a, a service you know sex is like going and getting some food going and paying a painter to paint your wall it's like if there's something you want and you need that's fundamental to your happiness like intimacy why wouldn't you go and pay for it you know it's a transaction where you both discuss exactly what you need and what you want and hopefully you're both happy at the end um I think we we should we need to change our thought processes around paying for sex, especially for people who are disabled, who might not be able to get the intimacy that they desire. And sex workers are there giving them that sense of of intimacy, of love, of of sexual interaction. And that needs to be respected. But we don't get that. We get a lot of you know, the way that we're portrayed in the media, in films, like the first thing you think of when you think of a sex worker is that stereotypical prostitute who's like hooked on drugs, who's living in like a crack house, who has a pimp where there's violence. And then, you know, they're getting paid a shit ton of money. There's always fucking loads of money there. Cash. Cash. Yeah. Cash. Cash and, money, baby. And again, that having a pimp is illegal. Um, and also the lines between sex work and sex trafficking get blurred by people in the media and people who are against sex workers. Uh, to be very clear, trafficking is a completely different thing to sex work. Yeah. Sex work is a choice. Mm. Trafficking is somebody's choice has been taken away from them. Of course, they, you know, the lines can blur when sex work can lead into trafficking or coercion, but sex yeah. work is legal, trafficking is illegal. Yeah. And sex workers are trying to fight against that, but mm. the laws in the UK and the rest of the world make it so fucking hard. Yeah. I saw a few weeks ago that you'd been talking with Jeremy Kyle on his yes! show. Yes! Oh my God, Jezza. But even the way that he spoke over you, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like he does that to probably everyone, but it does feel like he said in it, 
the thing that really jarred me watching it, he said, people like you. Yes. And that right? really yeah. grated me because yeah. it's just like, what do you mean by that? People and like you. Yeah. And yeah. he called you love, didn't he? Yeah. So I'm going to say something you don't like, love. Yeah. I mean, the whole experience was so bizarre, like going into the news court building and being yeah. there. It was very weird. But I think... I know that a lot of what he was doing there was for entertainment purposes. That's why he gets employed there. Um, You know, off camera, he was giving me a little wink, you know, like, oh, don't worry, this is just for the camera. But it's that portrayal of, I'm going to talk over you and down to you because you are a sex worker Mm, and you've got no clue. I'm protecting kids. I'm on a big high horse, but you're down there. You Mm. don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're saying. Um, And of course, it's really hard to argue with someone who's that aggressive. Yeah. But... You did really well. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. But also, I think, like, the last time you came on, like, not everybody is going to agree with you on sex work. And not everybody is going to be able to see the lines between trafficking and... I, I guess because most people don't interact in any positive way with a sex mm-hmm. worker yeah. in their yeah. lives. Yeah. So you, we all have this, like misconception but this all that we all have a conception of like what it is like mm. on the streets and like yes like cat calling yeah. and like oh curb calling it's called yeah, yeah so when... i think everyone's kind of got this idea of it and but then also you bundle that up with like all the internalized shame that so many women have and i think yes. like i think last time you guys came on the podcast we had a few comments from people being like oh well we shouldn't be this open or whatever and it's just like wow yeah, it's interesting. Mm. But I mean, and that was just a joke, you know, like a, a sort of chill trailer. Um, but I guess I want to carry on with the questions. But do you find that you get a lot of stu- like shit, shit, I guess, from women or judgment? Mm. If if I do, it's not to my face. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> That's good. But I think that is because I'm quite confident about mm. it. And not that I would sit there arguing or debating, but... Uh, trying to figure out and understand why and I also have the understanding of where that comes from you know the way that society is the way that we have been brought up to to think and believe and feel around sex and not only sex but sex when it comes to money Mm. when it comes to a service like I still can't wrap my head around it's absolutely fine for somebody to go on a date not really find them attractive end up going home with them having a pity shag having a terrible experience and that's accepted but when I go on a date and have sex with somebody and ask for money that's like oh my god that's disgusting the judgment is there how can you do that how can you allow your body to do that we also have to remember that not everybody feels the same way about sex Mm. lots of people are they have an emotional connection with sex they might only want to have sex with somebody that they're in love with but some people have sex and it's not that big a deal for them it's like having a wank or i don't know it's something more or less or exciting or it we're less empathetic these days and we're so judgmental and we're not asking sex workers their opinions. We're not asking them what they think or how they feel. We just assume. Mm. And that's very dangerous. And of course, you're only... I mean, that's. I still think that the rest of the world, sex workers, look like what I've seen on TV because it's like I've been brainwashed mm. to believe that. And that isn't true. Most of the sex workers that I know have like very beautiful friendly wonderful lives like incredible relationships getting to go on the most incredible experiences and love what they do but it's the rest of the world that makes us like second guess it and question it um 
And of course, your comments online, constant comments online. I, I still can't talk about my sex work that openly on Instagram. I get shut down. I get deleted. My account's been deleted seven, eight times on Instagram. Really? Yeah. Luckily, I've had it back, but... And it's I guess the you know the age old debate that you probably have to face a lot, which is like, can sex work ever be empowering mm-hmm. for the woman? I, I think it can. I feel like I am the definition of feeling empowered by sex. But that might just be who I am as a person. That might be my personality. That might be the way that my brain is formed around sex. I, I am also non-monogamous and polyamorous. So I already have a different idea around sex and intimacy and relationships than the majority of people. I know that there are some experiences that I've had that haven't felt empowering, of course. But yeah. then we have all had sexual experiences or even non-sexual experiences where we've walked away from that going like, oh, I don't feel good from that. I mean, how many times have we been in an office space and the boss has told us we need to do more responsibilities and we're not getting our pay rise and we feel used in a way there and, and still we accept that. But we also... Uh, sexually harassed at such an like uh, at yes. such a level anyway that it's just like well what woman ever feels truly empowered at the hands of a man so yeah at yeah. least you're gonna make money from it right like yeah. why I, shouldn't you the the money part is great that is very great but it is all it's it's a small part for me I'm not having sex and doing sex work for money I'm doing right. it because I actively love sex and I love connecting with people and I love understanding what they do especially my my specialities are more fetish range can stuff. i ask about what that like what your workshop what what a yeah. f- fetish workshop entails or a oh okay so i i would meet with somebody and uh, let's say the last time I, I rented out a really cool dungeon space normally everything before i meet with somebody is talked about first and what they want and what i can do for them and what i don't want and what their limits are uh, and yeah, if it's a foot worship session, somebody who has a foot fetish, and I make it very clear that it's not going to be sexual, especially for the price that they've paid. If they want to pay more for it to be sexual, I'm all is. And I will tease them. I will show them my feet, especially if they want it barefoot or if they want me in heels, if they want me in dirty gym trainers. Um, and they will just obsess over my feet you know, put their face face really close, smell my feet, take my shoe off, take my sock off, worship my feet. And that is just one of the most incredible feelings is somebody giving themselves over. It's almost intoxicating. They're like drugged up on my feet, looking at how gorgeous my feet are. Like they're beautiful. They're amazing. And I'm just sitting there like, I fucking love this. I love everything about this. And I'm getting paid for it. Like, like, what? why wouldn't I love this? Yeah. Um, especially because I love my feet being played with. I love foot massages. I love my toes being sucked. Like, it gets me off. Um, and foot fetish is the most common fetish in the entire world. Is it? It's yeah. So funny, isn't it? I wonder yeah. why. So there are several theories. It's really hard to actually, like, know yeah. the reason why. But for the most part, the there's a space in your brain that's to do with touch. So 
genitals and feet are next to each other in that part of the brain so when you're right. formed sometimes i guess you know the brain goop can like go over to the other side or it can be really close and dr reed here um <laughs> and i think that's what i've got because someone touches my feet and i get a very very sexual response like really? it like sends lightning to my poussoir and I can I can have foot gasms I can orgasm from no having my feet being played Seriously. with and touched and tickled and it's one of the most incredible things yeah like full body orgasms just from here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. See, but then that makes sense if it's you, if it's mm-hmm. you have the foot fetishes and you like people touching your feet. But yes. if people like other people's feet so there's a difference between a kink and a fetish okay. and i think we spoke about this on the last podcast episode yes and a fetish is something that ha- is like a an experience or something that's happened when they're younger that has turned from an obsession into something sexual and they fundamentally need that or require thinking about it or visualizing it to get off so with feet some of the theories are when you're younger and you're being told off by your parent you might be looking down at their feet and that might be one of the first things that you notice or at school you know someone a girl you fancy or a person that you fancy might take their sock off um there is it you know it's unpredictable you don't know whether you're going to get a foot fetish or not and it's not your fault for having that fetish it's something that's imprinted on you as as a young adult as in your adolescence that's turned into something sexual either turns into a fear or turns into something extremely sexual i might be completely firing blanks here is that the right <laughs> no that's the perfect no. term <laughs> but is, firing it, is it maybe because like it's the a part of the body that's like viewed as a bit disgusting a bit dirty like people mm. don't really like feet there's nothing else in the body that people really are a bit like grossed out by the way that people are grossed out by feet. Is yes. it because it's like maybe it's something to do with that that it's a bit more like taboo, a bit like oh gross. I think feet. you're right. I think I the 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 taboo thing fits. Re- like I hated my feet for most of my years. My first boyfriend never saw my foot naked without a sock on. Really? Yeah, I loathed my feet. 
Um, and I think that there is something we never really see them, especially in a country yeah. like this. So it's almost like a yeah. sexy reveal. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, they they can be they can be gross. They can yeah. be sweaty and smelly, or they can be the most beautiful things, the the most beautiful part of somebody's body. Yeah. Very elegant, the curves and the way that you know the heel is and the arches and the wrinkles. But I, I don't have a foot fetish yeah. myself, but I have a foot kink, and I I love my feet being played right. with. So to comment on what somebody why somebody else has a foot fetish is quite hard it's, yeah, yeah. It's difficult. but I yeah. do know that a fetish can only be something that is non-sexual so it's an object a body part or an action and generally yeah. speaking that is non-sexual unless you have a fetish and it makes it sexual I God. don't have a foot fetish yeah, <laughs> I don't really no, like no. I don't blame you like it, it's, it's weird and icky but honestly if yeah. you allow yourself to just be comfortable with it because feet are an erogenous zone yeah and it could oh, be it's, like yeah it's no judgment it's horses for courses yeah. it's just mm. I was just thinking about Alex's feet it was like not yours boy Alex <laughs> yeah it's like fuck off like, no, <laughs> your feet are fine <laughs> they're alright um, I recoil at Dave's feet yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't like Alex's feet but, just, and yeah. that, that maybe maybe is to do with like sexuality or maybe the way that we see men's feet isn't that sexy yeah. but then women's feet potentially if if you were with I, yeah, someone who was like, nicer. Yeah, yeah. like, the, like even the first shot of the Barbie film oh my god yes was, I bet that was a very uh, yeah. popular oh. Yeah, like, it made people bust shot. immediately. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, "Hello." Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, no. can I ask about your tickle? Tickle. What's it called? Tickle. No, never mind. So, um, I have a tickle fetish, and I do yep. tickle sessions tickle with sessions. people. Yep. Yeah, workshop would be cool. That would be like teaching people how to. Yeah. Maybe I'll do that because that sounds really fucking cool. Worship. You said worship before, didn't you? Yes. Sorry, in my head worship. it was workshop. Mm. Sorry. Okay, that ah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I so, thought it was just how you called it, but anyway, tickle session. <laughs> a, a tickle session sounds really innocent, but it's not. Tickling for loads of people is a difficult subject because it's a source of uncomfortability for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people have had their boundaries crossed around it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is it and like, that can be complicated. Tick, 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 or is it like... So like, there's is it different... like a stroke or a pinch? It, it's everything. Oh, okay. It's normally the people in the tickling community, because I do tickle parties as well for people who have tickle fetishes. God, it just sounds so fun. <laughs> I think this the word tickle just sounds fun. That sounds like my actual yeah. nightmare. Uh, I mean, that's that's it. It's, um, it is torture. It, yeah. That's what people with a tickle fetish want. They want to be pushed to the point of breaking. Right. So you can start with feathers and light strokes, but a lot of people in the tickling community, not everyone, want to be broken. Like, but like they want to like be tortured with tickling. And that's what I want. I want to have really? my safe word spoken and maybe even pushed past in a safe environment i want to be completely tied down completely motionless and i want to be begging and screaming and and like that's the whole fantasy that i love right. and i get off on so it is sexual as well very sexual for yeah. me but there yeah. are a lot of people that are asexual in the tickling community that get their sex from tickling well that's nice yeah beautiful yeah that's lovely so is it is it you can be tickled anywhere and it's still sexual? It's not like you're tickled in a certain place and it's sexual. Mm, for me, 
I could look at a picture of tickling and get off. Really? Yeah. It, I mean, that's that's like the fetish part. It yeah. is almost an involuntary reaction and response. I couldn't say the, the word tickle for so long. For most of my life, I called it the T word because it would make me like judder and cringe. And the shame that I felt around my tickle yeah. fetish was so great. I didn't tell any of my boyfriends until my last one. Didn't didn't explain to them. And I was like, poor me. Years and years of being unsatisfied. That sucks. Never again. It's yeah. now on my dating profile. And, you know, I'm, I'm meeting new people in the tickling community and creating tickle fetish parties. If I get a tickle session. So in the tickling community, there is somebody called a lure, which is a tickler. And they like to tickle. Okay. And there's somebody called a lee which is a tickly, and okay. they like to be tickled. Well, isn't this nice? You really do realise that there's like something for everyone. Yes. Like, well, I thought I was so alone. Yeah, but that's so nice. So alone until I went online and I was like, there's like lingo and language and groups and so many people. Um, and I really, truly felt like I had finally accepted myself when I started speaking about my tickle fetish. Yeah. And... Yeah, in a in a scene or scenario, depending on if they're a lure or a lee or they're a switch, um, I will either tickle them or they will tickle me. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's and I get a lot out of it. So, which is why with my sex work, I only do things I want to do and I know I enjoy. Yeah. Because then I don't. There's no risk of regretting it, and I feel like everyone should take that ethos for their own work as well for yeah. anything that they're doing regardless of what industry you're in only do what you love yeah otherwise just get pissed off yeah okay so your fetish you're not talking about having a fetish for mm -hmm. so long to so many boyfriends came yes. up that no, yours didn't but this was something <laughs> that was shared by a lot of people asking how they could broach either a kink or a fetish with a partner what would your advice mm -hmm. be to somebody who was in that situation so that's really hard because when you're already in a, in an established relationship to break to break that communication and something that you've been hiding deep down inside you is is almost impossible it is literally like telling somebody your deepest darkest secret it is terrifying but i would recommend potentially a slow build to talking to somebody about it you know using hypotheticals um, asking them how they feel about something in a certain situation. Learning and researching more about your fetish is really important. That changed my life, like learning about tickle fetishes and just understanding it a little bit more because I think a lot of the shame comes from, yeah, feeling weird or feeling like a, feeling like a freak or, you know, a lot of my shame comes from being tickled when I was younger by family members and you know what, that's kind of what starts a fetish. It's not my fault. It's not their fault. It's just something that happened. And once you get to a point of accepting it and being able to talk about it, it honestly becomes life-changing. Like Life is so amazing when you do finally accept your fetish and your partner does or you find people who do. But how to bring it up with a partner. So for example, feet, it would be maybe like, asking questions, having open conversations around sex and feeding it in, you know, like, oh, like, what do you what do you think about feet? Seeing what they say, um, but being clear and stating that it is something that, you know, you think about and that you do like and that might turn you on because it's hard being rejected by somebody if they're like, 
really hate tickling yeah and and which is what I had in a past relationship you know I don't blame them at all because tickling is confusing they were like oh god no I hate tickling and so I was just like right I'm not gonna say anything not gonna do anything Mm. um and I just remember feeling so unsatisfied all the time um it wasn't until I did that research and started communicating with people in the community and found out that I wasn't a weirdo and I wasn't on my own um because no one is fetishes are so vast and there will always be somebody out there with your fetish. Doesn't matter how crazy, how weird it seems, how gross and disgusting it is, and how much of a bad person you might feel, there will be many others out there that are into it. Um, so yeah, I mean, you could try little little notes like writing to them can help, um, or yeah. seeing seeing their reaction if you put it into the bedroom if you try and give it a go yeah Yeah. thinking out loud you could maybe i don't know if this is right but you could even be like oh i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about like Mm -hmm. feet uh, like a feet kink and i would like to explore it like what do you think you know (laughs) like a casual like i haven't really thought about it before but (laughs) yeah yeah that could work or like this podcast you know if you have a tickle or foot fetish send it to them exactly and be like yeah what did you think what did you think yeah i think a lot of people reject it because they have their own insecurities or issues around the topic you know like if it's feet then it's like maybe they don't love their feet yeah but But also the way we talk about foot fetish is just like it's not it's not empowering no it's it's like like perverted it's a laugh yeah Yeah. like uh quentin tarantino always putting feet in there and it's like yeah "Yeah, man he is he's fucking owning it like yeah um okay so we've got just loads of questions um we're just going to go from feet to bum holes now yay um this person is scared to try anal because of the potential poop situation Um, oh my god great question yeah is a douche enough to prep okay so i've never once used a douche when i've done anal i think douching is good for peace of mind but you don't have to douche you shouldn't have to feel like you need to douche when it comes to anal there will be poo there like we said that, this last time. Yeah, that is a part saying, of yeah, anal yeah. Familiar. Um, if you are afraid of poo and feces <laughs> why did I say feces it's so so raw <laughs> um, anatomical it's probably the wrong hole for you if you're <laughs> yeah, like, just scared of poo yeah. that's, it, that's the thing like if you're having vaginal sex you're gonna expect discharge and blood and all the other things and that's pretty like normal mm. so if you're if somebody wants to have anal if you want to do anal stuff then you you have to expect it it's part of the package yeah. but you can do things to make it easier like using a lot of lube um when you, you have you ever had a ghost poo you know when you have a poo and you wipe and there's nothing there <laughs> phantom yeah, well, yeah, yeah phantom yeah. poo yeah, so like I, I thought a ghost poo is when you wipe and there's nothing there phantom poo is when you look oh, back in the toilet oh, and you oh. see no long you're like <laughs> same thing um, so the best time to have anal ghost poo. yeah Finally, oh my god so really good at that time does it stop yeah. it yeah I think it's an indicator oh. of, of a good healthy poo oh, I'm so impressed like with my little IBS bowels <laughs> yeah, good, good on you ghost alright <laughs> ghost poos all round (laughs) anal for me (laughs) um so yeah that's the best time to have anal is when you're ghost pooing right so you have to be like quick come over i've had a ghost poo yeah (laughs) or like you know if if you're having regular ghost poos you don't really if you're gonna have anal if maybe you've got an upset stomach or you suffer with ibs or you know potentially drinking but also it's a part of it you might get shit on something and that's okay just 
act cool, act normal. If there's poo somewhere, just be like, oh, sorry about that. Let me wipe it off. Get wipes handy there. And also training, you know, if you're nervous, if you're really nervous, train your butthole. See what your butthole is like being penetrated. Use toys, use dildos, see what feels comfortable, use your fingers. Um, I only really like anal with with like um, what they're called, latex gloves on. I really like latex gloves. I think they're really hot anyway. So you wear the gloves? Uh, if I'm giving, yeah. Uh, I. Uh, but if I'm receiving, I also like that because, you know, fingernails yeah. and there's creases in your finger. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just, it's your butthole. Shit is up there. Sorry for laughing when you said training your butthole, but it's just, just in my head, I went on a whole workout routine. Like, yeah, like, oh my God. Like, push it yeah. to the limit. Yeah. It's like, ugh, yeah, Rocky. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, but when you like, leg warmers and. But yeah, bumhole's a bumhole. Yes. I get what you, yeah. And, and lastly, talk to your partner if you're nervous. You know, if you're yeah. worried about it, it, it state that. Mm. Speak to them. I'm really worried about the poo part and see what their reaction is. Most yeah. people will be like, it's cool, it's calm. Yeah. Like, we'll deal with it in the Shit moment. Shit happens, baby. Yeah, and sometimes you might have anal and, and, and it's perfectly clean without yeah. even doing a douche or an enema. Yeah. Um, but if you are worried, just just look it up. Mm. Look up the, the enema situation. This is uh, oh, actually the last time we were here. Florence was just going to her first sex party. I oh think. yeah, yes. She said we were going to ask her when, and yes. we never did. Oh, um, bless her. But someone has asked how to find sex parties. She has no idea where to look outside of London. Right. Okay. Sex parties. They actually are quite hard to find because you can't really advertise on places like Instagram or social media. Um, some of the big names probably depending on if you're looking for a sex party or a fetish party. I mean, I, the one big name that comes to mind is Killing Kittens. Mm. And I, I always think that's a pretty good one to start off with, but you have to pay for an account and be verified with your photo. So there's pros and cons to that, knowing that you know super attractive people will be there, but also there's a possibility that you might get rejected or you might not be able to go. It's also very expensive as well. That is brutal. And they don't allow single guys or couple guys to go in so it's a little bit mm, don't know how i feel about that i understand the single guys because you get people who are just voyeurs and just want to watch yeah. um but they only allow women in or multiple women uh or if you're a man you have to be with a woman um so yeah just depending on what your vibe is mm. if you're more sort of like open sexuality like then i would highly recommend something like joyride or there's um, Repost is amazing. That's like more queer based. Um, we have Club Verboten, which is more kink space. And Torture Garden, that's a really good place if you want to go uh, as a beginner to a fetish party or fetish kink fetish party and it's really scary to dress up when you haven't done it before, but it is so much fun. How do you get there if you dress up? Um, so a lot of people either take cabs or they change when they get there okay. but you're not allowed in unless you show them what you've got oh really yeah yeah because it's like a lot of people just go wearing fancy dress or like not really making the effort and to keep right. it a safe kink space they they want people into kink and to make the effort okay yeah you don't want to embarrass anybody like you yes. want everybody on the same exactly yeah. yeah yeah right okay this person asks the best way to help make her partner last longer 
her partner is a man she said it bothers him and it really ruins the mood oh so that's that is a form of erectile dysfunction and most people who have erectile dysfunction it's not a physical issue it's a mental issue it's Mm. in their minds um whether it's coming too quick or coming to not being able to come at all or too slow so there are things that you can do this was coming to this was a woman saying that he's yeah her partner was um finishing too fast and it was bothering him him okay so what he can do is practice is edge himself so when he's there masturbating alone edging himself by bringing himself up to an orgasm and not allowing himself to have the orgasm coming back down again and so that's an edge Mm -hmm. um and doing that over and over again builds up the muscles and the brain focus to be able to hold it better Um, Also using things like condoms, you can get extra safe condoms, you can get thicker condoms, you can get condoms that have a numbing lubricant on the inside um, for people as well. And of course, like we don't really want to numb ourselves. So the best thing is figuring out why it is you're coming too quickly. Um, I've heard I don't own a penis, but I've heard that most penis owners can come really quickly in the first couple of minutes when they have sex. And then if they hold that long enough, then they get the second wind. So it's making a choice to actively not come at that moment and hold it. And that takes practice. That takes practice mentally and physically to do that. So you just need to... It's like going to the gym, but for your dick. you got to yeah. work at it. It's not going to stop by itself. So we're training our buttholes. Edging. We're training our dudes. Yes, edging. Edging. Okay. Training everything. Yeah. Training all the body parts. Okay. This person says, is it normal to want a threesome, but also be super jealous and wouldn't Ooh. want to actually have one because they'd be too jealous? Yes, super normal. Jealousy and envy are such a huge part of non-monogamy and open relationships. And it's not about being feeling shame for the jealousy. That is a normal human reaction to have. It's about... Pushing yourself to take risks, feeling safe in the moment and with your partner. And if there are feelings of jealousy that come up, then having a very open discussion about it without shame, without anger, without just acceptance. Um, Most people think they will be jealous because they've been in situations before where maybe they've had something dishonest happen or maybe they don't feel good about themselves. A lot of jealousy comes from insecurities. So working on yourself is really important. Pushing yourself to speak to a therapist or um, just give yourself a bit more self-love. Affirmations every day can really help. Knowing that if you have sex with somebody else, then your partner isn't isn't going to run off with that person or think that they're better than you. You know, it's really reaffirming those feelings. And most people that have threesomes or have sex with other people are shocked at how comfortable and how easy it was and how the lack of jealousy was there. Most people. Really? But that only works if you have open communication with your partner and you are willing to accept any other feelings that might come up, whether they're positive or negative. This person says, my boyfriend enjoys me being dom and a mistress, dominating, and Mm -hmm. a mistress over him. How can I do this with confidence? Oh, I love this question. It's really scary. And I completely sympathise with this person, especially if you haven't done it before. But again, practice. Practice by yourself in front of the mirror. Maybe wear something that you feel really strong and powerful in before you go into the bedroom. Sometimes it's really helpful to set a scene. So maybe you're not that dominating in your real life, real life, in your personal life, but being like tonight, 
I want you to lie on the bed and let me do whatever I want with you. And as soon as you come into that room, you put on this character of dominance and you start to feel it more. Um, Practicing is great. Watching porn or watching films that might help you help give you ideas on what to do. You know, be invested. Look up what it takes to be a dominatrix or a mistress. And it, it is it is just practice and you will be able to get there. There are also mistresses that give dominatrix classes and lessons. Um, I know that Madam Storm, she she has done them in the past. I'm not sure if she's doing them now. But yeah, it's all about just like feeling yourself and it has to work for you as well. You have to feel empowered by it. And I, I almost guarantee you it would be such such an exciting time take risks you know we got to do these things to feel alive what do you do and i actually this is sad but i it's just a sad question because it just makes me i just want to give this person a hug because i just think it sounds sad what do you do if your partner isn't in the same into the same things and makes you feel embarrassed about them oh my goodness that's so so tough because we've all been there you know like what and the last thing I want to do is be like well get rid of him because that's not helpful it's not easy to do that in this situation but having that conversation with them and saying that the way that we talk about sex makes me feel makes me feel shame makes me feel embarrassed about the sex that I like you know is there compromise why why uh, you have to ask yourself why are they making you feel that way is it a lack of understanding is it that they're uncomfortable with it and they they don't know how to feel about it or it's it's just having those com- communications just good to to understand the situation more um and forgive me for saying this but no one should make you feel embarrassed or ashamed of anything to do with you anything to do with your sex that you love like, yeah. Right? yeah and 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 it might be worth having a think about how important that is to you. And does that feeling bleed into the rest of your relationship? Because you want to be with somebody, you deserve to be with somebody that is excited about the things that turn you on and that are actively encouraging you and that want to be a part of it. Even if they don't like it themselves, you, you deserve to be with somebody that's like, OK, I'm not sure about this, but let's try. Yeah rather than yeah any any other negativity around it it's not cool man it's not no. cool no i agree ben, me too <laughs> i'm like i'm just gonna say yeah, it so we're all yeah, checking it. <laughs> no don't do that well i mean do do that do whatever you want <laughs> sorry i don't know don't follow our yeah, advice what the fuck do i know follow reed's yeah. advice yeah. <laughs> but it's, too, it's it's validating saying that you know like yeah. get, get rid but we've all been in those situations where yeah. we know we shouldn't be with them it's easier said than done. Yeah. yeah. We've got to sure. get rid. Yeah, we can't do that now. We're married. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Locked in for life. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Don't say shit. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, great. Oh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> um, Reed, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank it was you. so interesting hearing more about you this it time. It really as well. was. It was really interesting. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. I'm, I love talking about sex and especially the things that are difficult. I'm like, yes, more, more. Give me more. So <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me on the pod. Yeah. And you both, you girls are doing amazing work. Aww. I hear so many good things from your podcast. So yeah, keep keep doing the good, the good, Aww. good. And thanks for having me on. Thank thanks you. Should I delete that is part of the ACAST Creator Network. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 